0: broadcasting live from the business radio x studio it's time for the gnfcc 400 insider connect build and grow with the greater north fulton chamber of
1: commerce Hello and welcome to the GNFCC 400 Insider, the monthly radio show and podcast presented by the Greater North Fulton Chamber. I'm Callie Boatwright, President and CEO of the Greater North Fulton Chamber, and today we will be honoring two exciting Chamber Award winners who are standouts in our region. The chamber is honored to recognize the many great businesses that make North Fulton such a great place to live, work, and play at our awards luncheon throughout the year. First, let me introduce our 2022 GNFCC Small Business of the Year Award winner, Tom Burgess with Christian Brothers Automotive coming. Tom, good to have you.
2: Thanks. Good to be here.
1: Next, we have our 2022 Nonprofit Award winner. Uh, That would be Tanya Morris. Tanya is with Senior Services of North
0: Fulton. Hello, thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for being here. Well, we have created several great questions for our guests today just to learn a little bit more about what they do in the region. And so we'll start with the most obvious. How about some introductions? If you don't mind, just share a little bit about yourself, maybe about your background and what led you to the career
0: that you have now. Um, And honestly, I think we're going to start ladies first, Tanya. Well, thank you. Um, Actually, I've been a social worker for over 20 years and I started working with youth and former prisoners. And when I got my graduate degree, I was at the um, VA and so started working with seniors um, and adults with differing abilities and really found um, my passion. And so have continued that on um, since, you know, since graduate school.
1: That's awesome. Tom, how about you? You've got kind of a various and sundry
2: history. Well, um, I grew up around Boston area and went to Syracuse, got into the military and did 23 years in the Air Force. Thank you for your service. Yeah, and then I worked for Northrop Grumman And just got real tired of being on the road. They had me traveling two out of every four weeks. And there was always the threat of moving somewhere. And I wanted to anchor my family. And I've been a motorhead ever since I was uh, like 15 years old. Took apart everything. I've built cars and boats and you name it. So uh, jumping into Christian Brothers Automotive wasn't a huge stretch for me. You were one of those guys in high school. Oh, yeah. I took my bicycle apart to paint it, the first one I got from my dad.
1: That's awesome. I'll bet he was thrilled. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) When it was back together, he was.
1: (laughs) Well, it's nice to meet both of you and to learn a little bit about your background. Let's dive into some questions specific to your award. So, Tom, we're going to start with you and the Small Business of the Year Award. Um, That award was created to honor leaders who display a vast knowledge and expertise in their industry, who have a commitment. commitment to economic prosperity, quality of life, and a positive reputation in North Fulton, you seem to have checked all of those blocks. So I'm going to ask you what the secret sauce is. What is your secret to your business's success? And what is it that makes Christian Brothers so unique?
2: Well, I think the first thing is to have a vision uh, that supports everything that you're doing. So ours is very simple. Glorify God and be the best automotive service and maintenance facility that we can possibly be in the community. Um, And then have core values that you stick to no matter what. So ours are, again, you want to keep them real simple, right? So we want to provide a wow experience for everybody who walks in different than anything they've ever experienced at an automotive shop uh, before. We want to strive for excellence in everything that we do. I say perfection, and we're not going to achieve it. But if you're always striving for it, um, then chances are you're going you're to hit the mark more often than not. And then um, lastly is to absolutely do right by the customer in everything that we do. So it's really easy to make decisions when you come from that standpoint. So technicians will say, you know, we thought it was this. Now that we've got the part here and the customer's approved everything, it turns out we don't need this part. What do we do? It's real simple. You do what's right by the customer. And if you always stick to that and you're always honest with your customers, then that's the reputation you need. In our business, everything is reputation. So uh, we just work to make sure that we do everything possible to provide the best value to the customer.
1: So it's not just customer service, but it's really that customer centric attitude that you have. Yeah. That's yeah. a, that's a great, uh, great way to focus and certainly, um, glorifying God and always doing right by your customer, the things that have clearly led to your success and we'll hear some more about that. Tanya, we're going to turn to you. Uh, We are proud to celebrate and support nonprofits in our community because of the dedication to the service and the welfare that they show to so many of those in need here. The Nonprofit of the Year Award was created to recognize the extraordinary contributions of all of the nonprofits in North Fulton. So what do you think has contributed to the success and service of your organization, and what makes uh, your organization's, (laughs) your service is so unique.
0: Okay. Well, I'll kind of break that down a little bit. So as far as um, the success of the organization, I think two things. Um, The community support is huge in this area and um, makes it so not only our nonprofit, but all of the nonprofits that serve this area can flourish and prosper. Um and prosper, meaning really, um, help address the needs of the community. Um, so community support is is number one. Um, and tied for number one or number two is our staff. Um, we really try to recruit, um, um, maintain, and support um, the staff that has the expertise and really the passion um, for serving seniors. And a lot of our staff started as volunteers and have kind of worked their way up so they have a real dedication to our organization and this community. And I think that that makes a lot of difference. As for what kind of makes us a little bit different, um, North Fulton, one of the other great things about North Fulton is the, the collaboration between um, nonprofits. And so I really feel like everybody tries not to duplicate. You know there's limited resources. so let's make sure that we're not trying to do something that you do really well. Like why, why bother with that? And so, um, so by not doing that, we are the only organization that is devoted to seniors in this area. So I think that we've been able to develop an expertise over the years and hopefully um, the community feels as I do, which is that we're kind of the go-to um, organization if you have questions uh, about seniors and support and the needs of seniors.
1: Well, and how wonderful to have an organization that has as their core competency, the the care and keeping of our seniors, right? That's definitely something we need. And and so many of us as families are removed from grandparents or parents who are aging. And so I know for me, um, the idea that there's an organization like yours that is duly focused on that, it makes a, a big difference. So I think that's exceptional as well. Well, we heard a lot uh, from you during the interview process when you all both interviewed for your respective awards. And I do want to just clarify, so the Small Business Award at the Chamber is given in August at the August uh, luncheon, and the Nonprofit of the Year is given in June at the um, June Nonprofit Luncheon. And so both of those awards are are great awards with a lot of competition. I mean, you guys should be very proud of the fact that that your winners in each of your, your categories. So, um, I, I wanted to just ask you if you could drill down and really focus on your greatest accomplishment, if you could think of one thing. And I looked through, um, your applications and, and sort of thought of the one thing I thought was special, but that's not necessarily the one you have to talk about. Well, you might maybe mention a couple things and then you can talk about whatever you want. Um, but I to I do want to say, first of all, congratulations on the award. Of course, Um, And then we're going to start with Tanya again, Tanya, could you maybe share a bit about your organization's response to COVID? Um, How much you had to, and I hate this word pivot during, um, during that time with senior services? Because I, again, Knowing how uh, you know my parents and my husband's parents uh, deal with technology, which is is not necessarily top notch, um, I can't imagine with as much as we had to change over to a technological approach to to virtually everything. How much you had to change what you did? So I'd love to hear a little bit around that.
0: Sure. Um, well, definitely. Since you were mentioning technology, I think that that was one of the Biggest challenges for us in serving the community and trying to be distant, socially distant, and masked, and all that. Uh, we do have a lot of seniors that either don't have the technology, don't have the knowledge about the technology. I mean, we have seniors that have pay-by-the-minute phones. So even when we were doing virtual programming at the senior center, even we couldn't do everything over the phone because they couldn't necessarily call in. They didn't have minutes. So um, technology was probably the biggest challenge for us um, during COVID for lots of different reasons. But that just um, kind of made us work and be that much more creative. Um, so the senior center managers had, um, they were doing exercise class by phones. They were doing Zoom, you know, online kind of things. They were also doing, they were, the staff was delivering meals directly to seniors' homes along with packets of activities. So art projects, Um, exercise sheets, word finds, they were doing it all. So, so that was kind of one of the biggest changes for how programming was done. But, um, but fortunately, there really wasn't programs that couldn't happen. Um, through COVID. We still delivered meals. We still had senior center programming. Our case managers were still meeting with people and, um, doing it very safely. And sometimes that meant if it was really a crisis situation, meeting with people in their driveway on their porch, um, cause we couldn't go into homes and we had to be distant. So, um, you know, crisis still happen during COVID. So, so we definitely uh, had to pivot that way, but, um, we, you know, the volunteers that we have were still ready, willing, and able to help us. So thankfully, we did not have to discontinue services of any kind. Um, We just changed how we did them. And then um, we were able to actually add a new program during COVID, we were able to get um, a substantial grant for emergency assistance, actually a couple of them. And so we were able to reach out and assist seniors um, with mortgage payments, rent payments, utility payments. and like you said, technology is an issue. And so we were kind of running around town, you know, put your paper on the porch. We'll take pictures. We'll get everything submitted. Here's the check, delivering checks to landlords and banks and utility companies. So we were driving all around and um, able to help... Um, uh, you know, over like 200 seniors, you know, in that first year of COVID with through emergency assistance. So it was amazing. It was amazing.
1: I am picturing in my mind, like elves running all
0: over North Fulton with delivery
1: of everything from food to packages of whirls. And I mean, just all of the things that you all had to be doing. I, I can't imagine.
0: And that was exactly it. Um, for, for part of our, um, we usually have holiday parties. Um, again, we're, we're not religiously based, so we try to kind of serve everybody. Um, so we were having holiday parties, but we had volunteers that did a car caravan and would stand outside the car and sing to seniors on their porch, uh, and doing like carols and things to make sure that they didn't miss out on, um, the community that comes with the holiday season. And so we were, yeah, we were doing it all. It it was, it was fabulous. I, I couldn't have been more pleased to work for any organization than I was you know during covid to work for senior services it was it was great you should be i mean the pride that that the organization itself must feel but i
1: as a chamber and uh being in this community i'm proud of the response that you all had during that time and that's just amazing i'm going to ask you one additional question just regarding the fact that you know were there any things that changed that were actually good. I mean, and, and of course there were, there were outcomes that were positive because you were able to, as you said, kept everything going, but were there things that you had to do then that actually turned out to be a better way of doing things that now you can look back and say, gosh, this actually has made it far easier than it was in the past.
0: I think we're still working on that. Yeah. Um, with COVID numbers kind of going up and down and up and down, we are constantly changing, Indeed. but, um, I think one of the, um, great things, um, as we talked about that the senior centers had to kind of pivot, um, uh, and do more virtual programming. Um, that's something we still do. So if there's, um, an issue at a senior center where we have to close for a day because of some facility issue or because of COVID or because of whatever, um, we automatically pivot and virtual programming is put in place that day so that there's no gap um, for seniors. So we've actually been able to provide even more services and we'll probably continue to provide virtual programming or expand on to help meet people that can't come to the senior center. So there's things like that that will probably um, grow um, out of COVID. I'm
1: glad to hear you say that. That's it's interesting. My mother lives in a senior adult community, not in the state. So just as a a side note, but, um, and she never used any of the exercise classes. And I would constantly say you should go because it's great. And you get to meet other, in this case, women and, and all that. Well, during COVID there was no one around. They had to stay in their rooms. And so they started broadcasting their exercise classes, which I am fond of saying, I told you so (laughs) she started doing in her living room and loves them. She does two a day still. And they still, so for a while they decided they were going to not broadcast, they were going back to in person. And I'm telling you, there must've been an uproar. Um, among, you know, the residents, because that was, you know, for them having that ability to do that in their rooms, um, really made a difference. So I love what you're saying about that, because I think I personally have seen that make a difference.
0: And I think that it's the seniors are more open to technology mm-hmm. after COVID. That is another oh, yeah. great thing. We've always tried to do classes. And, um, you know, we have staff or volunteers that go in and try to work one on one, like, here's how your phone works. And here's how you can send a picture and things like that. But some seniors have been um, just like the rest of us, right, are not as comfortable with technology or lots of different reasons. So we're closed to the idea of technology. So I think that that's a positive that's come out of this is that um, they have seen how being flexible and using technology can really help them in healthcare and things. So so I think we'll see a shift in the senior industry (laughs) around using technology moving forward.
1: Well, and like anything, practice makes perfect. And so when you don't have to, you aren't you know, constantly right. reem- re-emphasizing that. So right. I'm glad to hear that. Tom, you have been very patient. I've been very excited to hear from Tanya about all <laughs> of the great thing things that Senior Services is doing, but I don't want to wait any longer to hear uh, from you. So Tom, I... um. I know you're a for-profit business, I understand that, but you also have a huge heart for service and um, you put your money where your heart is. Um, I would love for you to talk a little bit about the services that Christian Brothers provides free for those in in need or for those that you feel you, you want to give back for. Or back to, I think that's incredibly important. Um, You know, there are a lot of different service centers out there um, doing a respectable business, uh, but I think what you're doing is above and beyond that. So I'd really like to focus on that, even though I know you do great things as a service center. So can we talk a little bit about those those services?
2: Sure. Um, So one of the things when I first opened uh, my first shop up and coming that they did eight years ago was called Single Mother's Oil Change. And this was something that was encouraged by the home office. Um, and we would advertise, we would go out to all the charities, um, folks that churches, um, the, the facilities that house battered women, et cetera. And we would get the word out that we were going to do free oil changes on this day and they would set up an appointment. Um, but what they didn't know was if there were any safety related items, we were going to take care of those. So you'd have mothers come in and they got a big smile on their face and they're always put on such a great show. And then we would say, you have four bald tires. And they would say, yep, I'm going to get to that. And it's understandable. Am I going to feed my kid? Am I going to house my child? Am I going to pay for clothes? Or am I going to put tires on the car? So they know that they've been needing tires for a long time. It's not a surprise. And then we would say, we're going to put four tires on for free. And they would cry and I would cry. And I actually changed the name of it. It became National Service Day. Single fathers felt left out. And we would say, no, you can come too. But so we changed it to National Service Day. Um, And I call it National Cry Day because that's what happens all day. And the home office, our home office has really taken that on. And we've created, we, our first year, my wife is an event planner in training. Um, so she, our first year we had a bounce house and we had Kona ice and we had, we did gave breakfast to everybody and lunch to everybody. And we just made a big affair. My scout troop came in and washed all the cars and we gave flowers to everybody. We had gift cards and Chick-fil-A and you name it. We just went around to all the businesses and everybody was phenomenal in supporting us. Um, all our parts came from AutoZone, uh, at cost for that day, which allowed us to do a lot more with the budget that we had. So we would see about 40 to 50 people um, each time we did that. We did that once a year. And then the home office stepped up and said, we're going to give you uh, money each year now. And they've increased it every year for that day so we can help even more people out. Um, But Discount Tire gave us tires at cost. And like I say, I could go on and on about the different organizations that supported us with that. Then what happened was somebody gave us a car and said, it needs some work, but I'd love to go to a family in need. Um, So we gave that away. But again, we pulled all the businesses around to support us with that. So we got parts at cost. We got tires from Discount Tire. Again, they give them to us for free. Um, And we built that up. And when I thanked everybody for that um, using um, uh, Facebook, People then kind of said, wow, I'd like to help in some way. So even after we gave the car away, somebody said, I'd like to pay for this individual's insurance for a year. Uh, We got gas cards for them. And then we got another car donated. And so it started a a trend where now, because people know that we do this, um, we've given eight cars away so far. We just gave a Ukrainian family a car this morning. We're giving another one away tomorrow to a single mother. Uh, and now people are saying, you know what, I have a car I could maybe get a couple thousand for, but I see what you're doing for folks. I'd rather just give it to you, donate it to you, fix it up, make it reliable, do whatever you need to do. And again, our home office just keeps stepping up. They Last year they pledged that we would give a thousand cars away amongst all 250 shops. Um, and so they're they're really helping us out now with these vehicles that might even need an engine or a transmission or something. So... It's it's incredibly gratifying. It's the best thing that we do. And my guys have stepped up like crazy. They'll see somebody in need. All of a sudden, we have a car come in at 6 o'clock. The guys stay late. They fix everything on it. They don't charge for it. And we're able to help somebody from a church, you know, somebody from their church or a family promise or some, an organization like that. So it's been extremely gratifying national cry day national cry day i won't be afraid to admit it that's what i do
1: men can (laughs) cry it is a hundred percent okay absolutely important you know i i was raised by a single mother who taught school so i know how hard it is to find um extra money to do things that you think you can put off and you think you can put off tires as long as it's still rolling down the road until the rain comes or uh you know and and so the idea that you all do this and truly do put your money where your heart is and that the the company is backing you and so many other people in the community have backed yeah. to you. I just think that's absolutely exceptional. I am going to go out on the limb. There is no award or designation I'm aware of, but as far as I'm concerned, if there are 250 Christian brothers, you, your two locations must be one and two. So that's... we like to think so. Well, I I personally am am saying that that is happening. So we're just get, <laughs> we're going to roll forward with that idea. I think that that is amazing, um, Tom. That you do that, and and certainly, although your your business is clearly a service station and is a. Um, and is a for-profit business. Uh, everything you've just said, there's not a single person who wouldn't think that was a non-profit. That's so awesome. It can is I, awesome.
2: Can I pivot back, because I realize I didn't answer the second part of your first question. As questions. long as you never, never use the, use word the pivot. pivot I knew that was going <laughs> to be like That's right. Ch- I ch- hate um, that word. Fingernails on the chalkboard. It
1: is a little bit. Yes, please. I wish you would.
2: So you asked about what makes us different, yeah. <clears throat> and that's one of the things that attracted me to Christian Brothers. It was faith-based, which is great, um, but the founder 40 years ago, Said, I want to do everything different than what people expect when they come to a to an auto repair facility. So when you walk in the door, it's like it's a lobby that looks like your living room. Um, when someone takes your keys, there's a huge window you can see the people working on your car. You're not wondering is it still sitting in the same parking spot as it was before. Um, we absolutely want to take you into the service bay. There's no sign that says no customers. We want to show you on your car. Why are we making these recommendations or not making recommendations? Somebody else may have said to do something, and we'll take you out there and say, here's why you might not want to spend that money right now. It's just a tiny oil leak. It's not really worth spending. So we want to do that. My guys don't work on commission, which in this industry is night and day. Um, So they will sit down next to someone and say, I'm going to make No, There's some things that we noticed. I wouldn't worry about any of them, but later on if they develop and become more severe, it might be something you want to take it. But I wouldn't even, and people say, you're telling me not to fix my car and I'm at a, so it's a great relationship they can have with the customers. There's no pressure for them to sell. We are not in the selling business. We inform and we say we're in the relationship business. Um, And if we get the relationship right, you're going to come back time after time. And we have loaner cars, and we have no interest loans if somebody gets hit with something they're not expecting. Um, We have, I could go on and on, but (laughs) but the, the point is we want everyone to walk away and say, I've never had an experience like that at an automotive shop before. Um, and that's why we have the tagline, nice difference.
1: <laughs> Which is an incredible difference and goes right back to your customer-centric view of how you do things, because that relationship is everything. Yeah. And I would imagine today in the world of social media that that is rewarded by hopefully all the positive things, because everything you're describing is is 100% what we want to see when, when we go out to any business, yeah. not not just yours, but to any business. So, Kudos to uh, to both of you, actually. Um, and so now we know where everyone is going to go and get their uh, their <laughs> oil changed or their little rough patch fixed. Well, I it was interesting because I partnered the two of you, a nonprofit, and a for-profit, small business, two different <sighs> award winners. Um, I started thinking about it and realized that something that both entrepreneurs and those of us who work in the nonprofit sector, as, as I do, um, Tanya and I both do, um, one thing that both uh, of those individuals share is really kind of a unique drive to succeed. You have to go above and beyond. There isn't a cookie cutter approach to anything. And in many cases, you wear all the hats, not just a couple of the hats. Um, you know, generally speaking, you want to see your organization or your business grow and succeed. And you're willing to spend all the hours, right? Countless hours on that. So my question for both of you, I I realize unique businesses, but still I believe that same work ethic, if you will, and that same drive to succeed, where does your passion come from and how do you stay driven, especially during the recent last couple of years, but during the many ups and downs that occur for an entrepreneur and for a nonprofit organization? And Tanya, I'll I'll go back to you first.
0: Sure. Um, Well, I would say it's easy and hard and, in, in uh, in social work or human services because we have the best job because our job is to help people. I mean, so, so it's got it all, but it can, yes, get frustrating or discouraging if you can't provide what you know people need or things like that. So I would say that, um, really looking at, um, how you define success for people, and appreciating what you might think as a little thing. Um, we, uh, you know, uh, do birthday cards for, for uh, seniors uh, that get in-home services. And I mean, I've had people call up or the care manager said, you know, the, my client called and, she said that this is the first birthday card she's gotten in over like 10 or 20 years. Like she never gets a birthday card. She was in tears, you know? So, so um I think appreciating the impact that small things, small as in non-complicated things can, can do, uh, and, and can make, um, up to, you know, we've had situations where we're seeing an increase in the homeless senior population. And so, you know, getting somebody into, um, permanent housing is like, you know, how can you not feel good about that? So I think that just focusing on, um, those kinds of successes as they come along really helps, um, keep you um, focused and driven to succeed in the nonprofit world. And I think a lot of us can get caught up in the fact that
1: we forget to celebrate the successes because we've got a very long list of things that we're trying to get done on a, on a shoestring budget and shoestring people. So I love that you said that. I think that's incredibly important, Tom, no pressure.
2: Well, (laughs) It started because I wanted to spend time with my family and I was away so much. My kids were younger. um, And so I said, this is what I'm going to do so I can be home every night. Right. And we (laughs) opened and I was there 18 hours a day, seven days a week. I never, my, my daughter, my five-year-old gave me a Christmas card the first year and said, all I want from daddy is for him to sell the shop. I mean, just stab me. Oh my gosh. Break my heart. Yes. I'm doing this for my family and I'm not there. Um, so it started with my family, and my wife was like, you know, she did not want me to open. I was doing very well in the corporate world. She says, You are not opening some auto repair, you know, her idea greasy, grimy auto shop. Right, you know? of course. So it was it was desire to provide for my family. Um it has definitely morphed now that I have the staff and I have the time. Um, it's it's to make sure that all my guys and gal, I have one gal um succeed i just want them to be as successful as they can possibly be so um i told them from day one i said i'm i invert the pyramid where my job is to make the service writers as successful as they can be their job is to make the technicians as successful and if we all do that then the business is going to succeed so You know, we, I treat all my guys like family. They can come out on the boat on the weekend. Uh, You know, we, we, we spend 11 hours a day together. I spend a lot more time with them than I get to with my family. So um, that's my desire. Now it's, it's working with them to say, what are your goals? Where do you want to be? And then how do we make that happen for you? And I think if you treat, I mean, employees are everything. Getting the right people on the bus, number one, but then you got to keep them there. Uh, and I think if they know that you've got their back, they've got your back and they're going to take care of you in the business. So that's my my what drives me now is to make everybody as successful as they can possibly be.
1: Well, and it's clear to me that you pour into them as well and that makes a huge difference. So I think that's, that's a big piece of the equation as well. Um, I love how uh you all have both given so much personally but also within your organizations back to the region and so um last question other than obviously contact information i love north fulton i think this is the best place to live and so i know why i'm here so why north fulton to both of you um you know we've got a community renowned for a well-educated workforce world-class infrastructure. All of the business services you could possibly want were definitely, you know, a great place, um, in the, in the world, honestly, to do business and, and a equally great place to li- to live. So from a business perspective and make no mistake, nonprofits are still businesses. You still have to support a business. What are some of the advantages and opportunities you've experienced specific to North Fulton? Tom, how about you?
2: Well, first of all, everybody knows why people are moving here and not moving away. There's a reason why we're growing and housing is is booming, et cetera. Uh, it's such a wonderful place to be, um, and so I I don't think I have to talk about that side of it. And this is not a paid commercial, but uh, I have to say that the chamber is an amazing organization. If you are a small business listening to this, you are missing out if you don't join uh, the Greater North Fulton Chamber because. It is an organization where everybody comes every week. It's like family. We all know each other. We all refer each other. Uh, it's a fabulous group. It's you know eighty people normally, probably on average, coming together. Um, and so it's it's the things they do after hours and the networking and the educational things that that happen. Um, so again, not a paid advertisement. I do it because I love it. I've been a member for eight years. I don't miss a week if I can. If I have to miss a week, I send somebody from my organization because it's just a wonderful place to network and grow your business. So I will say that's one of the big ones right here.
0: Um, yes. Uh, and on the nonprofit um, side, we get the same amount of support as the for-profit profit businesses and making the connections and the resources you provide education there's so much that um, um that the chamber does um for this community and and the community um not to repeat myself <laughs> right. but but the community is why it, it's so great to be in north fulton um we uh have average over 20,000 hours of volunteer service a year and our our agency would not be able to do all that it can do without the volunteer and community support. Um, Money is important, but um, of course, but it is not everything. And um, our seniors above all value the volunteer connections and the volunteer support that they get from, you know, from this community.
1: Well, and I think when it, when it, we drill down into both of what makes each of you successful, it's people. It so, i mean you've you've both said it in in different ways, but it's definitely the people who who are are working for you, the people that you get to interact with, whether it be at the chamber, thank you, Tom, or whether it be through other organizations and other um, partners in the community, it's the people that we get to work with who all have a heart for this region and in this community. So I I would agree with you wholeheartedly. I appreciate so much you guys being with me today. And I am going to go on a limb and guess that many of our listeners are going to going to want to find you and learn more about you so um tom i'm going to start with you can you tell me tell our listeners where they can find you on webs your website social media location because i know you have a couple
2: sure so um right down the road from the chamber um we're at 10879 jones bridge road right where jones bridge and state bridge cross just a couple miles uh off 400 on exit 10 and the other one is 5960 Bethelview, which is a quarter mile from exit 13 off of 400 so real easy to get to either location
0: And for us, um, I would say the easiest place to start is our website. So SSNorthFulton.org, because then you can get the contact number, you could get an email, you get a summary of service, that kind of thing. So the website is definitely the place to go.
1: And of course, you can find both of these organizations on the chamber website. Tanya, real quick, like three seconds or less, which I'm going to eat up just asking you, what right now is senior services biggest need from the community? volunteers always volunteers people we're back to people back to people we're gonna we're gonna name this particular radio show <laughs> our people show i want to thank both tom and tanya for joining me today i also want to thank our listeners for joining us all on the gnfcc 400 insider presented by the greater north fulton chamber to listen to this show again or to hear any of our previous episodes please visit gnfcc400insider.com. And of course, to find out more about the Greater North Fulton Chamber, both its events and programs, you can visit gnfcc.com. Until next time, I'm Callie Boatwright, and this has been the GNFCC 400 Insider on Business Radio X.